the path doesn't have to be straight. We have a lot of information that we can Value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome, everyone, to the We Get Real AF podcast and our special career segment, Profesh Sesh. I'm Sue Robinson. And I'm Vanessa Alava. You asked and we listened. You wanted more support, more resources, and we are here with our talent specialist, Elisa Walters, every week covering all things career. That's right. I am so excited to be talking career development, growth, mentorship, all the good things. So let's dive in. We all know that lots of us have a side hustle and in general, most people understand and are supportive of that. But what happens when somebody's actually holding two jobs that are competing for each other's attention and they're doing it on the DL so that neither of their employers knows about it? Apparently this is a thing. Elisa, give us a scoop. My gosh. Well, it was both of you that alerted me to this, and then I went <laughs> down the rabbit hole of, of what's happening out there. I, I was reading a Forbes article, and I think that they 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 said it the best. Uh, like the like the first rule of Fight Club: you don't tell anyone, and you don't <laughs> do too much. So um, I think that it's it's really interesting, and I think that companies shouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's that taboo conversation. You may have this side hustle that you're doing and you may have some downtime in your workday from your, you know, your, your first job. Um, and, you know, I think everybody's responded to an email here or there or sent a project off for their side hustle, but we're, we're talking full-time jobs, people juggling two full-time jobs and, and getting two really robust salaries and comp packages, bonuses. We're talking the whole nine yards here. It is something that's really coming to the forefront and becoming a less taboo topic. People have to make a living. And if you can do it in a way that is, you know, you've got moxie, you can take that risk and toe the line with um, not going insane why not? If they're not in direct competition with the other job and you're able to get all of your work done well, why not? <laughs> I completely agree with you. I think that if you're in a position where it's not directly in competition or affecting your other work and the other work isn't affecting the other work, <laughs> um, I think why not? And I, I, you know, I think that this is obviously a very situational thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think a parent with children that has other life things going on can, can juggle all of this at once effectively without a ball dropping at some point. That's a very difficult and tough ask. But I think for anyone that has the, the, the you called it moxie, but the, the schedule and the ability to handle two jobs at once and have the ability to save one salary completely while the other one pays for bills. I mean, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's my personal take on it. I think it's awesome too, but I also think it's a slippery slope because the articles I read said people weren't 
necessarily doing both jobs full-time to the best of their abilities. They were letting things slip. And there was an ethical question of Mm -hmm. if you're not delivering at your fullest capacity to an employer who believes that they are retaining you for your full-time bandwidth, mental effort, energy, connections, you know, full-time, eight hours is how that's defined typically. And you're not giving that, is that an ethical thing to do? That's interesting. And I think that in any scenario, you're going to have the bad apple mm-hmm. that ruins it for the rest of us, right? <laughs> right? Like, because I think, I think that there are people that could manage two jobs, like very easily and effectively and not let one interfere with the other. I really do believe that. Now, do I think that there are other people out there taking advantage of the system and that do take advantage of any type of system? Yes. Yeah. But do I think that that should ruin it for anybody else that wants to really take advantage, at least during this time where we're able to work remotely and they're able to give their all to two separate jobs without it, without it ethically. And I mean, mm-hmm. again, there's a moral compass here that we're relying on and hoping they have, uh, you know, I, I think that you're always going to have that person, those people out there that just want to take advantage of, of a good situation. So here's a question for you, Lisa, as an employee, mm-hmm. say you can handle it all. Say you can handle two full-time jobs at full, very robust salaries, because what I, what I read in in these articles in Forbes and other places was people were making $600,000. So they weren't just doing what they could to get by. They were making, and that's fantastic. If they can do that, should you tell your employer if, or should you allow your employer to be under the impression that, that you are only committed to them full-time? And is that unethical to not be transparent? And to, to let them be misled, basically. Yeah, I think that we're going to see a lot of companies, if this is something that's going to continue and they want to retain a good employee who potentially is doing two full-time jobs, but it's not hindering what they're, they're doing for their current company. We may see in this remote environment that companies' contracts might shift. I think that if in your start paperwork, there might be an NDA that you're signing, there may be a non-compete that you're signing. In that, I believe that the stipulation is you do have to notify if there is something else that you're doing. And I think even specifically, if it's in direct competition, I'm conflicted about that because part of me wants to say, you know, but On the other side of that, if you are working within, if a company is like, these are the hours that we need you to work, you need to be available between nine to five, Monday through Friday. And your second job, your second full-time job is taking you away from that. You need to have that conversation. Absolutely. That is an ethical thing. If you are available and doing your job and you're bringing in income that's a, that that's for personal reasons that you need this extra income. I, I don't necessarily personally feel that that needs to be shared. If it's, if it's not hindering your ability to effectively get your job done. I agree with you. And I I completely agree with the, the contracts kind of Mm -hmm. changing on, you know, onboarding, because I've been um, part of companies that at the very beginning say, what other jobs do you potentially have? Mm-hmm. And I do, I do believe in transparency there. And to your point, Elisa, if both jobs are nine to five and you know, one of them is going to have a conflict. I always think 
it's going to get out, especially in this day and age where all of our stuff is digitally everywhere online, there's going to be a slip. And then that just becomes a really awkward and situation to have a conversation about after the fact. Right. Mm -hmm. But to your point, if none of that is like within a contractual thing, you haven't been asked or whatever, I do think it's up to you. If it is going to interfere with your hours to have that conversation and just say, Hey, this is really going to help me out. This is what I'm considering doing because I can do it effectively. And I can promise you that. Um, and if it doesn't work out for that person, maybe there's an opportunity then to say, well, are there more responsibilities I can take on or even a salary increase to make up for the fact that I'm not going to be able to take this on because you're not comfortable with it. Right. 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 I, I'm just thinking it's like being in two romantic relationships at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, who am I really committed to here? Well, both of you, but I'm not going to tell you about each other. It's like watching an episode of The Bachelor. I think that's an, a perfect analogy because, you know, you also have to be careful because I think no matter how buttoned up somebody is and how they're able to juggle and multitask, I do think that trying to work 16 hours each day for two different companies, we're all human and there's going to be a slip up. So having those conversations where, you know, Vanessa, you, you called it out where it's going to get out eventually. So why not just be very transparent about it? That way, if your boss is noticing you're slipping, you're not doing your job, then, you know, that needs to be called to the table. Also, if this is something you are considering doing, I do think that you have to be established and competent in, I'm calling it job one, before you seek out that second full-time job. Right. This article really talks about white-collared industries, tech, finance, insurance. This isn't something that everybody's able to do. It's not something that single parents who are just trying to make ends meet in their in their one full-time job. So I think it's important to recognize, and there are people in those situations who do need the income of, of two, two jobs. Um, you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking this isn't a novel concept. I mean, we hear about people that work two, three jobs mm-hmm. uh, to your point, Elisa, because of the situation they're in um, all the time, but this is a different type of uh, workforce that we're speaking of. And if you have a salary and you have, um, you know, that nine to five situation, Usually in those positions, your employer is under the impression, and I think, Sue, this is where you're coming from with the moral situation, is that they're expecting all of you for that amount of time and that you work solely for that organization. Mm -hmm. Well, it's what you're leading them to expect. And so I think mm -hmm. that the takeaway for me is don't be misleading, right? And that's hard. I mean, I think it would be really hard for me if I had a full-time, highly salaried job and there was another full-time, highly salaried job. That was also interesting to me that fit in my skill wheelhouse. And I knew I could double my income. Yeah, I totally get wanting to do that. But I also think at the end of the day, you have to be transparent. First of all, with yourself to what you ladies have said, which is, can I really do two full-time jobs that are in conflict with the same work, work time, transparent with yourself. And then it's hard, but you need to be, I think, transparent with your employers as well, because it sort of goes back to the golden rule, right? Like you would want, you would want that if you were in their situation. I just think things come back to bite you. If you're not, um, upstanding about them, it comes to your own integrity. 
And I think this is all inevitable because we do live in a side hustle culture and a side hustle. I think everybody's like, sure. Yeah. She does that on the weekend or she does that in the evenings or blah, blah, blah. Or to what you were saying, Vanessa, about when people have a different type of job, or maybe they're, they're in a service industry and they're doing one, mm-hmm. they have, they work several jobs on several different shifts. To me, that's a different mm-hmm. animal than, than having two people who think that they hold the same place in your life when in fact they're both mm-hmm. standing in the same spot. Um, yeah this gig economy that we work in now. And and I don't know if this plays into the whole like salary with benefits and all that, but let's say you have that and you know that you can knock out projects quickly and it only takes you a certain amount of time, but it, it pays at a higher level. I think that's fair game, man. Mm -hmm. I really do. And I, I don't, and should it not really even affect anything? And I guess this goes all the way back to the whole transparency thing that employer shouldn't have an issue with you doing it. And if they do, then that's a separate conversation. And it's something that should be handled, handled in a different way versus Mm -hmm. keeping it to yourself and not, not being transparent about it. And I think it is, you're right. You're hundred percent, right. We live in a gig economy now, and this is going to be more and more of a thing. The the way we think about work is different, right. Mm -hmm. And the way we think about our employer is different. And the way we're working is different. So Elisa, what are some questions that maybe a person who's in this situation should be asking themselves to know that they are handling it in a way that is fair to them and is in, in, and has integrity for their employer? Like how do they, what do they ask themselves? I think number one is, is this something realistically you could handle? Will having a second full-time job interfere with your current full-time job? Are you able to fairly and effectively give your time to both of these companies? Do you have the self-discipline to, to juggle and multitask? Why are you seeking out the second full-time position? What's going on in your mm. current role that you're finding that you need to go and, and have this other full-time position? I think it's, it's really important to, to be self-aware and, and ask yourself what it is that you're, you're doing and, um, and how, how competent are you in your current role that you're, you're ready to take on something else. And then I think for the ethical side of things, look, re- reflecting on, okay, is there a contract that I have signed with this company? Am I required to work a, v- a very certain schedule with this company, would I be essentially infringing upon that time if I take on this other job? Is this other job going to, can I successfully give each company that, going back to that first question of, can I give each company that fair amount of time in a day um, mm-hmm. and, and be available? So I think it's, it's reflecting on, on just being realistic with yourself and then what you owe to each of these companies. Elisa, how do you strike that conversation with your employers and what should you bring up? What are things that you put on the table? Well, I think you may have a specialized skill that you've developed from the, the, the current role or that you're doing in your current role that maybe this other company has, has recruited you and they want to have a conversation with you because of this specialized skill. Hey, you know, I think having that conversation where I I have this opportunity to take on this position within this other company because of the special skill set, it is not in direct 
competition with this role. Uh, it is something that I am interested in, in doing. Um, it does require full-time-ish hours. And I want to have a transparent conversation with you to let you know that it is something that I'm taking on, uh, that I'd like to take on. Is there any conflict with that? I will not allow it to impact my day-to-day. And if, if at any point you've, you are seeing that my performance is not up to par, um, and we cross that bridge when we come to it, but I would really like to figure this out and, 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 and have this opportunity. Um, I love, I love this company. I love what I'm doing for this company. That's one of the reasons why I don't want to walk away from it. Um, but I would really like to explore this opportunity outside of the hours that I dedicate to you. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I think if you find yourself having to lie (laughs) a lot, and cover your tracks, then that's probably a huge red flag. But if you can have the type of transparent conversation that you just described, Elisa, and that's going to depend on what type of current employer you have and how open-minded they are. I mean, it's a, it's a risky conversation to have, right? Um, but if you can have that, then I think you should, if you have those kinds of opportunities. But I do think red flags are like, if you're having to lie, if you're having to cover your tracks, if you're not living with your own true North, in a way that it shows integrity, then something you're going to drop a ball to Vanessa's point, or something's going to happen that it's not going to go well. It's this workforce that we're in now is a moving target. And it'll be interesting to see how this shapes up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, and it's digital, everything, Mm -hmm. everything has a digital twin and LinkedIn is a big thing. Something will slip through Mm -hmm. the cracks and it's just not worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, And, you know, if a company truly values their employee and knows that what this employee is bringing to the table for them and wants to retain them. If this isn't a company that's going to be in direct competition, then the company has nothing to lose. I feel by being supportive and letting that person do this other job, as long as it's not hindering their ability to to produce what needs to be done for them. Um, And I think it's kind of, you know, that the scope of what what you do outside of work, it's on you. And I I do think that you don't want to burn bridges. You don't want to to do something like this, not have conversations um, if those conversations need to be had and find yourself that you've, you've burned all of your professional bridges because you were not able to, to do this successfully. Mm -hmm. And from the employer standpoint, I mean, I feel like if, if I had an employee who I valued and they were doing really great work for me and they came to me and they had that transparent conversation and said the things that you just said, um, Elisa, I, I love working here. I want to continue working here. I figured this out and I really want to give this other opportunity a try. I would be inclined to say, okay, thank you for your integrity. Thank you for telling me, yeah, I'm going to be watching your work performance probably more closely now because I know that you're trying to pack more into your life, but yes, go for it. And, you know, let's, let's just see where this goes. And I hope, I would hope that most organizations, if they have a great employee would at least be open to that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Especially on the financial side, if you know that you can't offer that employee double their salary and they're able to do that in an effective way, working uh, for another employer at the same time, I mean, yeah, give them the opportunity to try it out and see. And, you know, and I, I, I even support the employer saying, Hey, let's check in, Mm -hmm. let's check in, you know, 
uh, once a month or what have you, like just set up a schedule where we're checking in with each other and being transparent and continue it to see how it, it moves forward because you don't want to say yes and feel like very confident in a situation. And then in a few months say, oh my gosh, what did I do? So I think, again, we go back to the word respect and being mutually respectful of each other and the, the work relationship. Absolutely. Agree. Agree. If this is something people are going back and forth on, um, overemployed.com um, is, is the website that's providing a lot of conversations around this and, and how to do it. While there are um, NDAs, non-competes and things like that, employees are at-will employees. It, I think when it comes down to it, if you're giving your best and you're performing within the 40 hours a week or whatever it may be, that's required of you to do your job and you're not disrespecting the company in any way, shape or form. And it's something that you're able to do. I, I think that you should explore it, but be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Great advice as always. Thank you. Thank you, Elisa. Hi everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.WeGetRealAF.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.